Hey, everybody, it's Brothers Quarrel Sports, BQ Sports, wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Zach. I'm Isaac. We are brothers, and we are here to talk about the NFL. The National Football League Week 2 Preview. Oh, I can't. Whoa. I can't use that music, can I? No, you can't. Because we don't own that music. We don't own that music. Hey, it was just two seconds. You can't even tell what station it was for. Okay. Whatever you say. <laughs> what? What? You going to call me out? I'm, you were pretty much all the way there with that, but that's fine. You're a big Chicago Bears fan. I'm a Correct. big Green Bay Packers fan. So we're going to talk a little bit about what we expect from the teams going this into the season. season. Right. Because right. we look, folks, we we're going to start this show a while ago. We kind of had this idea during the initial wave of the COVID outbreak. And due to the, you know, we weren't going to, we didn't know when sports were coming back. Right. Due to COVID, it was like, well, when are are we even going to get the NFL? And then we did, and we weren't really ready for it. So we do apologize. Had a lot going on. Had a lot going on. But life has settled down. The NFL is back for real, which I greatly appreciate. And we're finally here to talk about it. So that's what we're going to do. I'll let you start with what you expect from the Chicago Bears this season. It's got to be mentioned. It has to be said. Your boy, Mitchell Trubisky, uh, he's got a lot of haters. Yeah. He's got a lot of haters coming into this season. Correct. I personally see the Bears going further into the, the, not not further into the season, further into the playoffs. Like, I believe we're going to make it second round of the playoffs. I was going to say, further into the playoffs, that would have to be making the playoffs at all. Oh, I believe we're going to make the playoffs. Uh, I think we're going to have a bounce back year after last season. Our O-line, hopefully, is better prepared. Last season, I don't feel that they did as good of a job as they could have with David Montgomery in the backfield. I think that they could have opened up some more holes. There wasn't a lot of blocking going on when we were had like play-action passes. The blocks were not holding up as long as they needed to for Mitch Trubisky to get the job done. But I still believe that last season was not a terrible year for him. I think it was just a terrible year for our offense in general. Uh, our defense still stood pretty strong, held a lot of the teams to low points. But I just feel like if our O-line steps up this year, I think Mitch Trubisky can get it done. I've seen him do it in 2018. People say that he struggled in the playoffs, but I don't believe that he did. I think he handled the pressure well of getting us into field goal range. Obviously, RIP to Cody Parkey, missed that kick. But RIP to Cody Parkey. Well, hey, he's dude, never going to play in the NFL hey, again. He is. He's on the Browns, but he's never going to play. Oh, okay. All right. Um. So I expect we're going to make the playoffs this year. Fully expect that. I expect that we're going to make it past second round in the playoffs. After that, I don't know where it's going to go. You know, I've never seen my team, one, pretty much ever in the playoffs, two, go past the first round in my time watching them, really. So I think we're going to do good this year. I I mean, I in the beginning, I did pick some of our games, but I don't know how, well, I guess we'll see how it plays out when I see how other teams are playing, who, where, who I think we're going to beat, who I don't think we're going to beat. On the upside, I thought we were going to go thirteen and three this year. That's changed now. I don't think that I'm as, you know what I mean, going to be so blatantly optimistic. But. So, so you, week one changed your opinion of how you thought things were going to go. Is that what you're saying? Not week one. I'm saying when I made those picks, it was quarantine. I hadn't seen any practice footage. I haven't seen anything like that. I haven't. I didn't even know if my boy Mitch was going to start. Yeah, true. So I made a lot of my picks with him starting. But now people are saying that he shouldn't be playing. So I think we're going to go. Upside of 10 for wins. So wow, we'll see okay. if they, they reign true on that and they get the job done. But I think that our O-line looked better in week one. And I think that my boy is going to start throughout the season. I know he's got a lot of haters, but I think he's going to prove them wrong. Okay. So you weren't concerned at all about the fact that they had to come back from a 17. How Was it a 17 point deficit? Yeah, 17. We had a 2% chance of winning the game. Yeah, they had to come back from a 17-point deficit in the fourth quarter, which they did. I give them full credit for it, but it's the Detroit Lions. That's true. You had six points across three quarters against the Detroit Lions. That is true. Uh, we had a lot of drop passes in the first half. I mean, obviously, we didn't get to fully watch the game, but from what I saw, there was a lot of Mitch Trubisky trusting his receivers and his tight ends to make plays, and the plays weren't always made. I saw a lot of drops out of all the plays I saw. I probably saw six drops. There were easily catchable balls, especially for the level at which we expect out of, like, Allen Robinson, for instance. I watched a lot of drops from him, and 
he's our number one guy. A lot of people expect greatness from him. They think he's going to be an elite wide receiver going forward. So I expected a couple of catches there. Uh, he expects that too. Did you hear that he's looking at getting out? No, he's not. He is frustrated with contract talks. He's not trying to leave. He never off. He never said he wanted to be traded. None of that ever happened. Really? They jumped the gun on that. They everybody was so quick to post and not get the facts right. He his manager came out saying that he has never asked for a trade. He's just okay. frustrated that they're not upfront right away with the we're going to pay him big money. So I think he's going to play hardball. Because he deserves money. I'm I'm in full hopes of giving him money. So you want him paid? Like, I want him paid. Okay. You want him paid like Amari Cooper level money? I, yes. Odell Beckham level money? Yes. You think he's that good? Yes. Okay. Out of, out of the receivers I've seen play for my team, I think he's one of the best to, okay. that I've seen. Okay. Um. So you think it's a playoff year, which I, I, do I think I agree year. with you. I think I agree with you because... There's seven playoff teams now. Like, the seven seed is a real thing, and that's going to get one of those teams that's that would have been on the bubble, that would have been on the outside looking in, that's going to get them in there. I and, don't believe we're taking that seven seed spot. I think we're going to be way higher than that. Well, how else could you be higher than that? What, you're a five? Because you're not winning the division. I, I wouldn't say that we're not yet. Okay, I guess that's a good segue to where I expect yeah. where the Green expect Bay your, Packers, your Packers to be this to be? year. Uh, I, I expect a repeat of last year. Uh, from what I saw last week, I don't see any reason why there wouldn't be. Um, Aaron Rodgers is still the man. Um, all of the off-season talk about, oh, they drafted a quarterback. Why did they do that? They did that. Okay, if you're running a business, right? Let's say you're running a business, and you know... That your top performer, like your top salesperson, is going to retire in two to three years. That's probably not going to happen with Aaron, but let's just say, right? Yeah, you're let's right. Just He's probably going to end his career at a different team now. In but. the future, let's just say, right? Your top performer is going to retire in two to three years. Are you not a good business person by bringing in young blood to learn how to sell from a good salesperson? Now, to bounce back on that, what happens when you hire that young blood and your current soon-to-be retiree isn't going to teach that young blood? Because a lot of people don't believe Aaron's going to teach love anything. There is a certain amount that you pick up from being around greatness. Whether they're extremely friendly to you or not, uh, I think... You can still pick up things through osmosis, like being around that environment, being around that culture, being around that player. You're going to pick up habits and you're going to pick up strengths that you can carry forward for the rest of your career. So I really if if the Packers management saw Jordan Love, saw his tape, saw him, you know, at the combine, whatever they were able to do with the combine this year and was, was able to say, that's a guy that we can build. That's a guy we can develop into our next starter in five years or whenever the hell it's going to be. Then I fully support the idea of taking him. It's what they did with Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers was picked when Brett Favre was definitely still playing. But of course, it is a very different situation because Brett had been openly talking about retirement for like one or two seasons going into that draft. Like and then. Every year it was the question of, is he coming back? Is he coming back? Now, obviously, we're not saying that about Aaron. And that's why I think people need to stop with the overreaction. Aaron Rodgers is absolutely the best option for quarterback for the Green Bay Packers right now. And he will continue to be until his legs literally fall off. The dude has it in his brain better than anyone in the game. That's it. Like... When I watch other quarterbacks play, there's only one other quarterback that I might otherwise have on my team. And that it's probably Russell Wilson. Like, if you were to tell me you get to pick any quarterback in the National Football League today, who besides, would you have? Besides Aaron Rodgers. Bes- no, no, no. Including Aaron Rodgers. Oh. Like, any quarterback. Who would you rather have? Well, my answer would be Aaron Rodgers. But if I couldn't have him, okay. Russell Wilson. Like That's understandable. Right. So... If he's number two on my personal list and he's 
very high on a lot of people's list across the country. You know, people who get paid to talk about this stuff. Then why wouldn't he still be around? If he can play like he played last week against Minnesota, not even every week, let's say three-fourths of the weeks, two-thirds of the weeks, he's obviously the best option. So you have to get, there's no reason not to keep him. You're not going to shove him out the door. Brett Favre, <laughs> it's, it's hard to talk about. Brett Favre was a great player and an and, and incredible player. Once in a lifetime, right? It's, it, you don't get two Hall of Fame quarterbacks starting back to back, but the Packers have had that for pretty much my entire lifetime. And Favre was constantly talking about retirement. Then he actually did retire, and the Packers had to take a look at their roster, take a look at the guy that they had picked in the draft a couple years back, and say, okay, we are now moving forward with this guy because we know he can do it. Like, we've seen him do it. We've seen him in practice for years. We believe that he's got the goods to make this work, and we're going with it. And then Brett came out of retirement and was like, "Uh, look, guys, I'm back. And it's like, okay, Brett, but... This guy has one year left on his deal. If we don't give him the shot now, like we told him that we were going to, like we told all of our players we were going to, all of our staff, all of our fans, we're going to lose him. He's not going to sign to sit on the bench. He's he, This is his chance to prove himself. This is our chance to prove that he's our guy. You got to go. I'm sorry. And I fully support that, that the decision that they made. He did have one more great year in him when he went to Minnesota. But I think it was clear that Aaron was the better option for the future at that point. We're not at that point with Jordan Love. And we're not going to be at that point for a long time. Like for at least two years, if not three. Then if Jordan is showing that he has the goods, that he has the ability, that he could take over, then we'll revisit it. But right now, the the panic around, they need to trade Aaron Rodgers. They need to trade him. Why the... Why? <laughs> I almost swore. Why in the world would you trade him? He doesn't have any interest in going anywhere else. And he's the best option. So keep him. I think a lot of people were mentioning the trade option just because, like you said, currently he's worth something in a way. Like, when he is old and wants to retire, sure, somebody might sign him just to say, oh, we have Aaron Rodgers. Just like anybody's going to sign LeBron when he's 50 because you have LeBron. Dude, Philip, football's a little... Okay, so in basketball... I'm not... Nah, I'm not trying to bring it into the NBA. I'm not... Okay, I'm not, okay. I'm saying that the name, the name Aaron Rodgers, people will be like, we have Aaron Rodgers. But he's not to the point where he can play like, like he used to. You know what I mean? Right now, you still have a chance that he's worth something. Somebody might give you a world-class wide receiver for him or you know what I mean like you have value in him but once he's to the point where he cannot play at the level he's playing now he's not worth as much I agree with you but he's a depreciating asset they all are every NFL player is that's correct but he's he's getting up there in age I know that so he's depreciating faster but the Green Bay Packers are in a position right now to make a run is what you're saying. Ju- yeah judging by what happened last season I have no reason to believe that they couldn't have another 11, 12, 13 win season this year because everybody that they played last year, it's the same people that they're playing this year. The schedule is not that different. And now, yes, they're playing the first team team, the first place teams in the NFC. But look what happened to San Francisco last week. I'm not saying that they're like washed. I'm not saying they can't do it, but they don't look like the same team that went on that Super Bowl run and unfortunately lost in the Super Bowl. Like, we were watching that game, and two minutes to go, Jimmy Garoppolo had the ball. And it was like, get down there, win a Super Bowl. Like, you had, they had the opportunity. It's not like it was a blowout. They had the opportunity to take that ball, score a touchdown, win the Super Bowl, and they couldn't do it. Couldn't get it done. That Niners defense was excellent last year, but a lot changes over a summer, especially with the quarantine. And who knows if they're the same team. Seattle is looking real dangerous, at least on offense. Um, They're probably my biggest worry right now. But outside of Seattle, I really I'm not scared of any other NFL team, especially in the NFC. 
the Buccaneers, the Saints, the Saints are the Aints, okay? <laughs> what comes to the playoffs? Yeah, the, the Saints are the Aints. Drew Brees has one Super Bowl. He had a great run that year. He's had a couple of good good runs, good chances. You could probably compare. Honestly, you could compare his career a lot to Aaron Rodgers in the sense that they're both really high high talent players, high profile, only one ring. Everybody talks about him all the time, but but Drew Brees has like ten records. Right. He's also he's Aaron been Rogers playing. Rodgers is nowhere near. Passing. That's true. He's also been playing for a little longer, and his offense was a lot more passing focused. I think but, the Packers' offense has been pretty passing focused for the last couple of years. I disagree with that. I think last year was their first year being like, wow, we have a running back. Also, stellar. Let's give him the ball. It is worth mentioning as well. Aaron has unfortunately had a couple of seasons recently that were really cut short by injury. Drew Brees had a a major injury early in his career. But other than that, he has been pretty, pretty scot free when it comes to that. So that does help your numbers for four or five weeks last year. He was at the beginning of the year, but he came back and he came back strong. So it I'm just saying injuries matter that their careers are not identical, but there are a lot of comparisons to draw. And Drew is still playing into his 40s here. I think Aaron will as well. But that's a little off topic. I, I think the Packers are set for another great season. I think another a division title. They swept the division last year. I don't know if they're going to do that again this year, uh, but they're off to a good start. The, the win in Minnesota was a good win. You watched the whole game with us. What did you think? What did I think of the Packers? What do you think of that I, performance? For, okay. Um, I think that in the beginning, your defense, that first drive Minnesota had, I was like, okay, so it's going to be one of those games that store, the score is just going to get ran up. Like both teams are going offensively. You both looked strong. And then your defense locked it down there for a while. And I think some of the points scored by Minnesota were like, we're up by 20. We can take it off a little bit. And then they got scored on and then they were like, all right, we got to tighten back up. So it was like the next drive, Minnesota had the ball, they're shut down. And then the Packers went and scored. The next drive, Minnesota had the ball. They moved a little bit, got a field goal. But it's like your defense was still... It seemed like when they needed to stop them, they stopped them. Yeah. They handled their business. I think the Packers did look very strong in week one. I'm not going to lie and be like, oh, they played really bad. Because that would be silly of me to say. I think that they played... They did look similar to last year with the caliber that their offense was operating at. So here, Here's the major difference to me. The major difference to me is... Last year, there were so many games where my heart was in my throat. And that's the story of the Green Bay Packers, really, since they Aaron Rodgers has started as QB. Really, when Brett Favre was playing, too. They play to the level of their opponent. You said it last season yep. when we were talking it about it. And always I, seems like it. Yeah. it always it. If it's a team that, on paper, you look at them and they go, that's man, cool. that's, a, that's a W. It's a three-point W or a two-point <laughs> W. Like w. It's really close. Last year, they had the running game and they had the defense that was just a little bit better than past seasons. And that was able to turn those three-point losses, those seven-point losses into three-point wins, seven-point wins, one-point wins, As right? Like, that's what matters in the NFL is getting the W. And so I, I, I think they made the important changes, and I don't see those changes going to waste this season. As Chase Daniel, our former backup quarterback, said, every season for most teams comes down to five or six plays. Those five or six plays went the Packers' way last season. I guess we'll see if they go their way this year. Same for the Bears in 2018. Those plays went our way. And last season, they didn't. We had two missed field goals on two game-winning drives by Mitch Trubisky in the offense, got us into position, the play didn't go our way. The field goal didn't go in, and it cost us two games. So then we weren't ten and six. We were eight and eight. Like those are just two obvious plays that I can think of in my head. But it comes down to those plays. I think it went the Packers' way last year a lot of times. But we'll see if they can replicate those plays going their way this year. Before we go on to our picks, this was something you kind of breezed over, and I want to make sure that we talk about it because I know you have very strong feelings about it. Mitchell Trubisky, like. You didn't really like you didn't really defend him at all in your <laughs> expectations of what the team is going to do. But I know you're a big fan of the dude. You have his jersey. That's the Correct. first player you've first ever, player bought, ever a bought a jersey for. for. I finally have been able to afford a jersey and uh yes, this is the one I bought it for. I the reason I breezed over it, I don't need I don't feel the need to defend him. I think that his playing is going to show everybody that they're wrong. I believe he can win us a Super Bowl. I think if Nick Foles starts for us, we're not going to win as many games as we could with Trubisky starting. I think he has 
both sides of a quarterback. He can throw the ball. He can run the ball. I don't believe Nick Foles can run the ball as efficiently as Trubisky can. And that helped us last week. Trubisky had a 20-yard rush in the fourth quarter that helped us get in, get out of a sticky situation, set us up, we scored a touchdown. I think that with him having that mobility, it does still kind of keep people on their toes. They're like, sure, he's not leaving the pocket as much as he did in 2018. His That season, he was all over the place. He had 55 rushing yards before halftime in like half of the games. Like he's out there moving the ball around. But I think that it still keeps them on their toes. They're still on edge. Like if he takes off, can I still get to him? Like they got to keep that in mind because the linebackers can't just go, all right, I'm just going to turn my back to Trubisky and go cover the tight end. You can't do that. He's going to come out of the pocket. Right. And I think that he broke a lot of tackles last week that I saw. Obviously, I was minimized with how much I was able to see. But the, all the touchdown plays I saw, he's break, he broke out of a sack, throw to Jimmy Graham. He spins out of a tackle or he you know, gets a guy off his balance and he runs out of the pocket, throws the ball. I don't think Nick Foles has what it takes to do that. And I believe that my boy is going to lead us to a great season this year. Well, but where did the conversation come from? Like, there has to be a reason why he gets so much hate. It's easy. Hating is easy. People will be... If you say anything bad about somebody, somebody's going to be like, yeah, I agree. Because you were willing to say it. And a lot of people started to doubt him. Why they doubted him, I'm not sure. I think he was misused last season. And from what I saw this week, this last week, I don't know if they're going to use him the way he should be used. It didn't seem like they're calling plays where he boots out. He's one of the best passers outside of the pocket. It's proven in statistics. When he boots out to the right or the left, he's one of the best in the league. But then... It seems like we're calling plays where we keep him in. We keep him in the pocket. We're calling three slants on third and ten, and the, the running back stands in the backfield. How is that play going to get us a first down? Don't get me wrong. I love Allen Robinson. I think he can break a tackle or two. But on third and ten, you're going to run a three-yard slant and expect him to get to ten yards that we need? Like, he breaks one tackle and makes another two yards, and we got five yards on our third and ten, and now we're punting. They did that a lot last year. I think if they use him correctly this year, which from what I saw, it didn't seem like they were fully using him the way he should be used, I think we have a really strong chance to up our offensive numbers. Last year, they weren't very strong. And I think that the haters came in because he's being misused. And they're like, oh, well, he didn't have rush yards this game because he did the season before. Now they're like, oh, he didn't have the 40 rushing yards. Why didn't he have 40 rushing yards? Because we're not calling plays that utilize him. Why didn't he pass for 400 yards? Because we're running one-yard runs because our O-line's not blocking. On on first and 10, we run a one-yard run. So now it's second and nine. Then we run another run, get another half a yard. Our O-line was not playing the way that they should have been, and his numbers and the whole offensive numbers went down due to that. I think I think the perception of the Bears is that they have an excellent roster right now, like of just general talent, like offensive talent, defensive talent, in key positions, and people are upset at, at the fact that Mitch is their quarterback because they don't think he's up to par. But you, you're saying you would not, you've never agreed with that statement. No, I've never watched him play and doubted, doubted him. Every time I see him hit the field, I get excited because I'm like, that's a guy for the first time in my life, being a Bears fan, that I'm like, all right, we got a chance. No matter who we're playing, I'm like, we have a chance. Okay. Jay Cutler used to go out there. If he had more than three seconds in the pocket, I'd call pick and he'd throw a pick. Like he, he didn't know what to do with the ball, it seemed. Like he'd be like, all right, I have time for the first time. Um, I don't know what to do. Trubisky's quick when he makes his decisions. Sure, sometimes he holds the ball a little long. He'll step out of bounds for a one-yard loss. People don't like that. But then if he throws that ball and it's incomplete, they're going to complain he threw, that he threw an incompletion. Right. Or if he throws it out of bounds, they're going to be like, oh, why didn't he make this choice? So he steps out of bounds and they're all mad at him. Every time I watch him hit the field, I know we got a chance. I, I've never looked at him and been like, we shouldn't start him against the Saints. Like, ooh, that's not the guy I'd want in there. I want Nick Foles this week. Or like, I want Chase Daniels should be starting this week. Because there were some people last year saying Chase Daniels should be starting over Mitch Trubisky. If Chase Daniel had shown that he could be the starter of the team, I think he would have been starting. Because last season was not looking good for us. But I watched him go out there and make some rookie interceptions against the Raiders. His two interceptions that killed us against the Raiders threw it directly at a linebacker and overthrew Allen Robinson on a comeback for about 10 yards and threw it to the safety. Like, Trubisky's not doing that. People make jokes like, oh... He throws 10 yards to the left of a wide receiver. No, he doesn't. I've seen him throw a couple behind. Every quarterback has a bad pass. Not every play is going to be perfect. Like, oh, that's how he drew it up every single time. But I think that he has the elusiveness that if he needs to get out of the pocket, he can get out of the pocket. He has the decision-making to throw the ball where it needs to be. And I believe he is accurate. There are some bad throws. Everybody has a bad throw. But I think when we need him to be accurate, last, last week was a perfect example. We got the ball. 
30 yards from the end zone. It's either we just run the clock out, we'll kick a field goal going to overtime, or we could be aggressive and try to score. Nagy trusted Trubisky to make that play, and he made the play. Threw the ball 30 yards downfield to uh, Anthony Miller into the end zone. He made the play. You got to trust him to make the plays, and I think that if people really want the Bears to do well, they need to stop the hate. Why hate on a guy that you know is going to play the next week? It's not helping anything. Last week or last year, every time he was going to play, they trash talk him. And then when he doesn't play absolutely perfect, but we still win the game, they're still like, well, he didn't play well. Be happy we won the game. It's it's not just an offensive side. That's another thing. It seems like everybody, every time we lose, it's his fault. It's not, oh, well, the defense let up 40 points. It's Mitch Trubisky didn't throw four touchdowns. Like it's always, let's blame him because it's easy to have a scapegoat. And I think that we just need to come together, not hate on him. And I guess if Nick Foles goes in, sure, I'll probably still watch. I'm not going to completely boycott, but I won't be as excited watching him take the field as I do with Trubisky. It's just not going to happen. Okay. I got one more question about Mitch here. Because everybody wants to say, right, every time they're on national TV, the comparisons come out, right? You you know what I'm talking about. The comparisons come out. Yeah. Deshaun and Pat versus Mitch, two quarterbacks who were taken after he was. One of them has a Super Bowl ring. Correct. There's no buyer's remorse. You don't feel like either one of those guys would have been a better fit for what you're trying to do, for what the Bears are trying to do. Um, personally, I think Pat Mahomes is an excellent thrower. Like he's got a great arm, very strong, powerful, he's accurate, he can throw the ball. But I think his run game lacks. I don't think he's as like sure he had well, a big right. he, he had a big rush. But he, he doesn't need to. I know. In he, the system he has he's in mobility. In the system he's in. Right. He doesn't need to be he's like not like Tom Brady, but Tom Brady didn't need to run in when he played for the Patriots. Throw the ball. He had plenty of time in the pocket, throw the ball, he's a passer. I think Pat Mahomes is more of a passer. I think Deshaun's more of a mobile quarterback. I think he's closer to a Lamar play style where you'd trust that he's going to run out of the pocket if he gets a chance. He can move the ball like that. Right. But I don't think he's as accurate as True is. I think True is the perfect balance between those two guys as far as mobility and passing. Okay. Like, I think he's a perfect mix. I don't, I'm not going to be like, oh, I don't wish we had them. Sure, if we signed them and they were playing ball at a high level, I'm going to be, I would have been like, yeah, but I'm not going to go back and be like, man, I hate Trubisky because my people that I choose to, like, I trust to make draft picks picked him. I'm not going to be like, man, screw the Packers office because they're the Bears office because they took them. That, that's what they chose to do. They're the professionals. I'm a fan. If they would have picked Pat Mahomes, I would have been a fan of him. I'm sure he would have played ball better than Jay Cutler. Not a very high bar to pass. Ooh. But if we would have had Deshaun, I would have been like, yeah, cool. We have another young quarterback that's going to go out there and play ball. I think that he's come out and showed that we have a chance to win football games with him. I don't think that he's like, oh man, True can't play compared to those guys. I don't get the comparisons. Like every team besides the Patriots up until now could have been like, whoa, we could have had Brady. He was the last pick of the draft. Any team could have had Tom Brady. And we went to the Patriots. Like I don't hear anybody ever being like, oh, these are all the quarterbacks that were drafted before Tom Brady every single time he throws a touchdown. Well, right, because all those quarterbacks are irrelevant now. But all three of these guys are still are playing in the same moment. I They're get all that. here. I get that, but... It seems like no matter what it is, Trubisky could rush in a touchdown. They'd be like, Deshaun rushed nine at this point. Deshaun Watson's already rushed nine. He'll throw a touchdown. Oh, well, Patrick Mahomes is at 20. Like, why? Why do we got to do that? It's not like every time someone throws a touchdown, they're like, well, Tom Brady's already thrown 485 in his career. You know what I mean? Like, nobody does that. No comparisons. It's just those three guys. It's pretty much every single time I see comparisons, it's those three guys. It could be Pat Mahomes loses and they'd still be like, well, he has four more wins than Trubisky in his career. Like no matter what, they're going to bring him into it. I don't understand why they do that. I don't, I don't think that's right. I don't get why fans want to be like, well, we could have had Mahomes. Mahomes has openly said he wouldn't have won a Super Bowl with us. He said it wouldn't have happened. He's like, that's not the system I would have worked in. He said that. He said, if I went to the Bears, I wouldn't be where I am today after he won a Super Bowl. And I'm not going to hate and be like, oh, well, that's not true, dude. That's not true. We, we, you're wrong. We, we still would have won. We might not have. He's not a. He's not the both sides of the spectrum type of dude that I think Trubisky is. And I think in the system he's in, he works really well. And he won a Super Bowl. Congrats to him. I just don't... I'm not in the place to be like, well, we should have drafted them over Trubisky. We didn't. So we got, a, we got the cards we were dealt. Our office that we're fans of picked him. So be behind him. 
I don't get the. I seriously, it's just. It just. I just don't understand it. I okay. don't understand the hate. <laughs> All right. All right. I think that that's a good note to move on to the Our main event, picks. right? Picks week week two of the NFL. So I'll I'll just read them off, and you just tell me who you're going with. Right. Um, well, I also just want to say, obviously, we're doing this after the Browns-Bengals game, so yes. we're not going to make a pick because we're not... We I both. pick the Cleveland Browns. I, yeah, I was thinking that's who was going to win that. So, like, we're not going to go What did you think of how that how that played out? Because we watched quite a bit of that. We did watch quite a bit uh, of the game. I, I think that... I finished the game. I know you you, you had to go to bed. <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> but, I got work in the morning. But uh, what did you think of uh, how both teams looked? I thought that it was a pretty competent football game. I thought it was a better game than I thought. Like, I, I think they played better than I thought they were when we were going into it. I was thinking, ooh, Browns, Bengals, this is the game. And they went out and they were playing ball. In the, like, Baker Mayfield was playing better than I've ever watched him play. I don't watch the Browns often. Right. Correct. But he was playing ball in the beginning. Five for five. What was it? Five for five, like 68 yards and a touchdown. Yeah. Like, yeah. He did have a really bad pick. I did see that. Like a really bad pick. Yeah. But... Other than that, I thought he looked pretty good. And and the thing is, you don't need to put the whole team on him because he's got that run game. Yeah, Nick like, Chubb. The run game is insane. Those dudes were eating him up. I was. I mean, granted, it's the Cincinnati Bengals, and you're not going to be able to run like that on every team in the NFL. But if you can run like that on half of them, you got you're, you're going to be in a good position. Yeah, good I think the Browns right. are definitely one of those teams that's going to benefit from that seven seed. I like, think that this they, is they very well could make it. This season is their last chance to be like we're relevant because people right. keep bringing them up. But with the talent that they have on that roster and last year that they weren't able to do anything with it is not looking good. Yeah. If they can't make it work this year, you got to fire sales, start over, get rid of all those. And they got to find somebody else to contracts. make commercials with besides Baker Mayfield. That's because, right. Holy All right, so we're right here with your Chicago Bears. The New York Giants at the Chicago Bears. Danny Dimes and Saquads Barkley. I'm going to go. Come on into Chicago. Yeah, I'm going to go Bears on that one. I'm not not picking Giants. (laughs) I agree with you. I'm also picking the Chicago Bears. I don't think the New York Giants are at at the stage where they're playing well enough to win a game like that. I think our defense is going to. I think they're going to have a challenge ahead of them with Saquon. Like, that's not an easy guy to contain. But I think that we're going to contain him enough that their offense isn't going to be able to do what they do to most of the teams that they play. So, I think our defense is going to stand tall against them and our offense is going to get the job done. I'm expecting a minimum two touchdowns from Mr. Trubisky. Okay. Falcons. Cowboys. In this matchup, I'm going to have to go Cowboys personally. Granted, that's my third favorite team to watch play ball. So That's your third favorite team to watch play football? Well, like that I'm a fan of, yeah. Not I guess not fa like oh man, that's that's electrifying. But like if I had to pick a team besides the Bears, it's gonna be the Seahawks. And after that it's gonna be the Cowboys. Ugh. So I'm going Cowboys over the Falcons. Okay. Who are you picking? Um I am also going to pick the Dallas Cowboys, not because I want to, but because it's just it's just how I think that's, it's going to go. That's how you think it's going to go down? I don't think Atlanta showed... I mean, they did show some fight last week, but I think Matt Ryan has always been overrated. Matty Ice. Matty Ice. He's always been overrated, and he's over the hill at this point. I think he's, his best days are behind him, and I don't think that team is playing well enough. I, so. I don't think... With the level that Julio Jones can play at, I don't understand why he's not getting more touchdowns. Last year, I think, from what one of the stats I remember watching... The he did have a massive amount of yards. Yeah, but if he, you looked, I think it was like 154 yards. Last year, I think there was a stat that came up that was like 0 for 17 in red zone passes. Like, they passed him the ball, he never came down with the ball for like the first half of the season. So, I think that once they figure that out, they got a better chance of winning some games. But yeah, I'm going Cowboys. I am as well. Uh... The Detroit Lions come into Green Bay, Wisconsin to take on the Green Bay Packers. This is pretty obvious for me, too. I'm thinking the, the Green Bay Packers are going to run away with this one. Um, if they can beat the uh, crap, is that a bad word? If they can beat the crap out of the Vikings like they did last week, I don't see any reason why they couldn't do the same thing about against uh, Matt Stafford and his Detroit Lions. Matt Stafford, though, dude. I don't know, man. Matt He's Stafford. quite how elite. Fun, how funny is that? <laughs> Matt Stafford is definitely the best Lions quarterback of all time. And he still is subpar. And he still is someone that we both are like, ah, I'm not worried about that guy. Nope. Never, uh, Mitch Trubisky's never lost when facing the Lions. So I've never I've never been scared to play them. Yeah. But I'm definitely going Packers as well. I'm, I don't think that the Lions are going to prove any problem to them. I mean, hey, they might prove us both wrong, but I don't see it happening. It is a division game. So those, the, are, always those are always tough. They And you're going to have to play them again down the line. But I I don't see a world where the Lions win. 
Not not this time anyway. Um, all right, so we agree on the first three games here. Moving on. Gardner Minshew and the Jacksonville Jaguars versus the Tennessee Titans. A matchup of a, an AFC championship appearing team against an up-and-coming potential wildcard playoff team. Gardner looked pretty good last week. I don't know if he looked stellar, but I thought he looked okay. Uh, where do you think this one's going? I think Tennessee personally had more trouble against the Broncos than I would have liked to have seen on Monday Night Football. Um, Goskowski missing three or four kicks. That's not a good sign. Then again, Mason Crosby, Packers kicker, Packers legend. Legend. One of the best kickers of all time in the NFL, in my opinion. He'll go to the Hall of Fame if I have anything to say. All right, about all right. It. continue talking anyway, about the, anyway, the game at hand. Please. Goskowski, who almost certainly is a Hall of Famer. Like everybody, even on the Monday Night Football broadcast, they're like, this dude's a Hall of Famer. They straight up said it. I was like, they're talking about a kicker being a Hall of Famer? Wow. Then that means his reputation's really high. He goes out there and, and really craps the bed. It's just god awful. So hopefully he rebounds because I would hate to see a, a, a really high profile kicker like that just go right down in the tubes, like right into the trash can. So what's your pick? Uh, I think I'm going to pick the Jaguars. I like the I like Gardner Minshew. I like the fact that they seem to have an attitude about them. They, they always do, right? The Jaguars are always the underdog. It seems like no matter what personnel they have, no, no matter who who's coaching the team. But they, last week, they played with a lot of fire. And you got to believe that that win is going to drive them to get a win on the road over one of their biggest division rivals. I, I think if Gardner has anything close to the week that he had last week, they've got a really good shot. I'm going to pick. I'm going to pick the Jags. I'm going Titans, so this will be our first disagreement on the the preview. But yeah, I'm, I got to go Titans. I think the kicker's gonna have a bounce back. He's probably gonna be lights out like he's known to be. He's a Hall of Fame kicker. I think he's gonna have no problem, and I think Derrick Henry's gonna run all over the Jaguars. Okay, Minnesota Vikings, Indianapolis Colts. I am going Vikings on that one. I think that the Colts are not gonna prove. To be a challenge against the Vikings, I just don't. See wow, you don't. Philip Rivers is good. I'm not saying that he can't. Him and his offense can't can't handle it. But I think the Vikings, after last week, they're going to have a fire underneath them. I think to go out and show that they can still play ball. Hmm. I feel the opposite way. I think the Indianapolis Colts, in a home stand here, are going to put up a fight against the Vikings, and I think that they're good enough to win. I think the Colts had a pretty good season last year. Uh, and granted, they I think overall, I still feel like they made an upgraded quarterback. I think that Phillip Rivers still has enough in the tank. I mean, he had some Phillip Rivers moments last week. Bad moments. <laughs> but I think that he has enough in the tank. The team is talented enough around him. They can make something happen. And the Vikings, to me, they looked... Yeah, they were able to scramble and put together some stuff in the fourth quarter. But up until that fourth quarter, they looked like dirt. They looked really bad. And you've got guys who look frustrated. You've got Kirk Cousins, who's been known to have struggles with his offensive weapons. You're telling Adam Thielen how to run routes, dude? He did tell him how to run routes, but they're playing at noon, and that's Kirk's time. That's oh, You're right. It is Kirk's time it at noon. It is Kirk's time. Noon is Kirk Cousins' time. But That's going to give but, him the edge. But they're in the Eastern time zone. Oh... I'm not switching my pick. I'm not hey, switching hang my pick. on. I don't know if they are. I'm sticking with the Vikings. I'm with the I don't think Indiana is in the Eastern time zone. I lied about that. All right. Ohio is. So, Indiana's not. So, so never it's, mind. It's it is actually noon. It's actually so, noon. So we're fine. They might be okay. He's fine. His, his timing's not going to be messed up. The schedule's going to be on point. He's going to take his vitamins at 630 in the morning, and he's going to play a good game. I'm still, play, I'm still picking the Colts, and then they can go to Pizza Ranch after and cry. All right. So what's the next matchup here? Oh, good question. This hey, is where hey, the show falls apart. Yeah, you were kind of in charge. Hey, we got some some bumps and stuff to get out of the get out of the road. We gotta <laughs> gotta fill them in, but <laughs> all right, we'll get better as D- we go on. Divisional matchup: Buffalo Bills, Miami Dolphins. Is this the week that Ryan Fitzpatrick becomes fires up? Fitz becomes Fitz Magic for one of his four weeks of the year. No, I'm going Bills. I am too. All right, moving on. Moving uh, on. That's all we have to say about that. San, San Francisco 49ers. 
minus Richard Sherman, who's on IR. Versus and George Kittle versus the New York Jets, who are minus any semblance of a football identity. <laughs> minus a football team. All right. Yeah, I'm going 49ers on that one. I don't see the Jets, even in their prime, doing anything. Now I, I, I do as well. I'll tell you what. A lot of talk has been made about this Sam Darnold kid. And he's not doing it. I haven't seen him do anything. I remember a time where you told me Sam Darnold was going to be a guy. You're I, like, I, he's thought, he, be, I thought he was going to be a guy. He's the next man. And then... <laughs> Nothing happened. I thought he was going to be at least a guy. He started seeing ghosts, and it's been over ever since. I'm seeing ghosts. Exactly. Yeah, it's over. He's about to see some San Francisco ghosts. He's about to see some ghosts, man. It's about to be over with. Uh, The Los Angeles Rams traveling across the country to take on the Philadelphia Eagles. I see the Rams winning this one. uh, that's, that's, That's my pick. I got Rams over the Eagles. Okay. I think the Eagles are going to win this one. I think that they've got a lot... A little bit to play for here. They just dropped a game to the Washington football team last week. Hey, they might they might be going to Super Bowl. I wouldn't doubt them. Washington? You never know, man. Never oh, know. <laughs> I guess you I never got- know. But I, I think that they will have the motivation, and Carson Wentz will be able to play a little better. I don't think Jared Goff is great. I think he's serviceable, but you're going up against a playoff team from last year. I think the Eagles will get it done. All right. Uh, the Denver Broncos... At the Pittsburgh Steelers, Big Ben Roethlisberger is back. I thought he looked pretty good last week. I don't see any reason why he doesn't continue to look good this week. The Broncos are, I think they're a decent team. They're going to win a couple games this year. They might be in that 500 record area, but this is not their day. I think the Steelers win. I am also going Steelers in that one. Okay. Well, we're rolling right ahead. The Carolina Panthers, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Two 0-1 football teams matching up here. Tom Brady back under center at home for the very first time in Tampa Bay. Uh, how do you feel about this one? I am going Panthers. I don't. I think the Bucks still have some stuff to work out to play together as a team. I don't think Tom Brady was ready. Didn't seem like he was ready for... How much of that game did you watch last week? Uh, I think through the first half. Okay. I, I thought he started off looking really good. Um, I mean, there was no preseason. This is his first season on the team. Totally new personnel, totally new weapons. So it's going to take some while to... I, right. I, I'm not overreacting. I don't think he is bad. I'm not, uh, I'm not, I'm not saying that he's bad. Right. I'm just saying that I think the Panthers are going to be more together as a unit going into the game than the Bucks are right now. I don't think that they're fully a team yet. They're okay. not con- congealing. Is, con- is that the is that the word? I think I just made one up. They're not gelling. They're not. They're not gelling. They're not jello yet. They're just gel. You know, they're not jello. So, and also Rob Gronkowski, what do you have? Yes, last last week, four yards. Big man coming yeah. out of retirement, greatest tight end. No, he's tired, four yards. dude. He's tired. Yeah, so you just got to get his conditioning down, and maybe um, maybe he'll have a better chance. Maybe he'll have a better chance. Uh, so you're picking the Panthers. I am. This is a tough one. I am also going to pick the Panthers. I think. I think the Buccaneers are still a little rough around the edges. I think you're right. The Panthers just dropped a game to the Vegas Raiders, and uh, they're they're going to want to establish some kind of dominance in this division. I mean, both of them are, but I I do like the Panthers. But for some reason, that's just a gut feeling. I, I think that that's Christian the way McCaffrey it's going to go. Christian McCaffrey might have a big day. Right, and he, he almost certainly will. Christian McCaffrey's a beast. He will continue to be. The Washington football team, the 1-0, top of the NFC East, Washington football team, takes on the 1-0 Arizona Cardinals. Kyler Murray. I'm going with the probably upset Washington football team. Wow. Over the you Car- think they go 2-0? The Cardinals, yep. What? what <laughs> just a gut feeling? Gut feeling and uh, McLaren. I think that's how you say his name. Or, yeah, McLaurin. No. McLaurin? Yeah, McLaurin. I, I think it's McLaurin. I'm go with McLaren. Um, it's probably <laughs> McLaurin, but I'm going to call him McLaren. He's, gonna, I, he's on my fantasy team, and I, I'm trusting a big day. I see a big day in my future for points. He had a pretty big day last week, didn't he? He's, uh, no. No? He did. Oh. He had an okay day. I think he had like four catches for like 50 yards, but it's fine. I'm not, I'm not, those aren't exact stats, but I'm, I'm, I'm expecting a big one this time. It's going to be a breakout, breakout day for him. Okay. Uh, I think last week's win was a little bit of a fluke. I don't believe in the Washington football team at this point. They're probably going to prove me wrong, but I am going to pick Arizona. I think that Kyler Murray, uh, he improved a lot at the end of last year. He played really well 
in the first game. They came in, they they came back, they beat a division rival, and they're gonna. I think they're gonna win this game too. I don't see any reason why not. So let's pick Arizona. Alrighty, we're coming up to the end here. Now we're into the. Uh, well, we that was now. Now we're into the three o'clock window. This next the couple. later games. The later yes, games. Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs and. The Los Angeles Chargers. Now the Chargers are playing in the new SoFi Stadium. Um, the Chargers version, right? Because last week was the Rams version. So what do you think is going to happen here? I mean, I think the Chiefs are a pretty safe pick. Uh, yeah, that's a, that's, a, that's, a, that's a safe W for the Chiefs. I'm going Chiefs all day on that one. Yeah. Tyrod did not look great last week against uh, the Bengals. And if the Browns can beat the Bengals and you can barely beat the Bengals, that doesn't spell well for you. Against the Chiefs, especially the reigning Super Bowl champions. Right. Agreed. Uh, the Baltimore Ravens are headed to Houston to play the Texans. We've got a matchup of two very similar style offenses. But I think that you could say, I think the Ravens are by far the better team. Uh, how do you feel about I, that? I'm going the upset. I'm going with the Texans beating the Ravens. Wow, really? Yes, I think Deshaun Watson's going to have a day, and they're going to beat the Ravens. Okay, I pick the Ravens. I don't. I I think Lamar is on his uh, MVP victory lap. He wants to prove he can get something done this year. They got to get to the playoffs and a hide seed for that to happen. A first round buy would help them a lot, and you can only be the number one seed to get that buy. So I think they're going to be motivated all year long, and he's going to make it happen. Again, and we get to Sunday Night Football. Cameron Newton, speaking of former MVPs, Cameron Newton taking on, or sorry, and his New England Patriots, not just him, <laughs> taking on the Seattle Seahawks in Seattle under the lights. How do you feel about that one? Um, I think personally that Russell Wilson and the Seahawks are going to get it done off of his performance last week. Near perfect game, 31 for 35, I believe, four touchdowns. I don't see him skipping a beat going into this next week, and I think that the Seahawks are going to beat the Patriots. These guys didn't start playing that far apart from each other. Cam was, I think, 2011, and Russell came in 2012. So their careers have been almost exactly overlapped. And you have one guy in Russell who is a former Super Bowl winner, but he's never won that MVP, that league MVP. Kind of, kind of disrespectful, to be honest with you. Right. And then you come over to the other side of the coin. Cam had an incredible season, made it to the Super Bowl, and ever since then, it's been downhill. gone right down the tube. I just want to also add that Russell Wilson's never received an MVP vote. Not a single vote has ever been for Russell Wilson won MVP. Wow. That's complete disrespect. Well, hey, he's out there to prove him wrong this year. This could That's be true. this year. This could be the year. Uh, however, I think... It's always been my opinion that Bill Belichick is the reason why the Patriots were a dominant football team for the last 20 years, and I don't think that that is going to change this week. I think it's a national TV. He knows. He knows like everybody knows. Cam knows. Cam obviously came into this season with a, like a freight train. He wants to make a statement as well. National TV against a great team. You're going to make it happen. Or Well, maybe not a great team, but a great player. On national TV, you're going to want to impress. And I think that they will. I, I pick the Patriots. All right. And finally, Monday Night Football. Kind of a weird matchup, actually, for Monday Night Football. The New Orleans Saints going to Las Vegas to take on those pesky Raiders. I'm going to take the safe pick and go Saints. I think the Saints are going to blow out the Raiders. I don't think Whoa. I don't think it's going to be a game. You I don't think, even think it's going to be a game. I don't I think it'll be a upwards of 7 point victory for the Saints. I don't see it going any other way. Okay. Um I am going to disagree again. All right. I, th I think the Raiders are going to take this one home. There it's a new building in their new stadium. They have to prove that they belong in in Las Vegas and that they're Still a dominant force. They looked really good last week. Josh Jacobs, three touchdowns. That dude's a beast. Uh, and if they can continue feeding him the, the ball and he can continue getting production, that's the key. You know, that that's a winning equation. Most of the time, if you can run the ball and get, you know, big yards, big points, that means you're winning the football game. And 
The Saints look pretty good last week, but I think they're going to have trouble against a team that they're not very familiar with. That's the key here. They don't play them all the time. You know, when you get into these games that you're you're not playing these teams, they're not even a conference team. It's AFC NFC. So, I think the upset's on the way. I think Vegas wins. All right, and I believe that wraps up our preview picks, doesn't it? It does. Been talking for a long time. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, that's that's the the what's the term? Not the glory of podcasts. That's not the word I'm looking for. The <laughs> I can't think of the word, but you what know, is that, the word you're looking for? I don't, I don't know. That's what podcasts are for. You know, we sit down, have a conversation, and before you know it, an hour went by. The time has gone by. Time's gone by. How, do, how did you feel about it? I think for our first one, I think we did a pretty good job. I mean, obviously, there's some bumps in the roads, but yeah, we're patting ourselves on the back. That's right. There we go. I, I think uh, we'll fill in the potholes on this road to a solid podcast. I think I think we did a good job. Thanks, brother. You know, I, I thought don't don't cry. It's I all right. thought you did a pretty good job too. No, hey, keep the tears back. It's all right. Oh my god! All right, uh, <clears throat> all right. My voice is getting a little tired. BQ Sports, brothers, quarrel sports. We will see you on Wednesday. Have a great NFL Sunday week two. Great NFL Monday, and we'll be back on Wednesday to talk about what happened and pick the Thursday night game. Maybe talk a little NBA as well, because we'll be a little further into the playoff series at that point. We can sort of formulate where things are going to go. What do you think about that? I think that's a solid plan, and uh, I just can't wait to talk more about the season as things go on and see where our teams go. Like, I'm not going to completely be like, oh, well, the Bears are... I'm uh, just excited for the Bears. I'm excited to see how the Packers do. Excited to see how the league in itself plays out after the whole pandemic situation and the fact that we even have football. And... I'm just excited for sports to be back. All right. Speaking of the pandemic, I'm going to go take a COVID break. (laughs) I don't even know what that's supposed to mean. Goodbye. Goodbye.